This episode of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast is powered by Hale Ranch Beef. We all know the West wasn't won on salad. It was won on hardworking cowgirls like the Calgary Stampede Barrel Racing Qualifiers who just don't quit, and beef. The crew at Hale Ranch Beef believe in the Western way of life and supplying the homegrown fuel to power hardworking men and women. Hale Ranch Beef is proud to back Canadians who embody the Western way of life just like they do. If you're looking to stock up on some of the best beef in the land, check out haleranchbeef.ca to order your half, side, or mixed box of beef today. Welcome back to the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Hausauer. Today's guests include Jesse Telford, a two-time NFR qualifier and a past Calgary Stampede qualifier, as well as Bailey Shout. She is currently leading the WPRA rookie race. She just came off a hot win at the Pinocchio Stampede, and she is currently in the top 15 of the WPRA standings. Thank you, girls, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Okay, well, let's get right into this. Um, actually, first, you know, okay, where are you girls right now? Bailey, where are you staying? I'm staying at the High River Rodeo Grounds in Harbor, Alberta. Awesome. And Jesse, how about you? Uh, I'm actually at home in Caldwell, Idaho. Perfect. And you're telling me earlier you got to stay home over the 4th, and uh, it wasn't a bad thing, hey? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it definitely was not planned. I was I was entered up. I kind of loved the way I got entered up over the fourth. But my my first run was at Pinocchio, and um, my horse slipped there, and he came out kind of sore at his hind end. And so instead of, I feel like I'm a little bit of the things I feel like could have given him a little bit of butte and gone on. But I knew that I had Calgary coming up, and instead of going and hauling hard and all of that kind of stuff over the fourth. I just actually just like come home and, and spend 10 days at home and my first run back will be up there in Calgary. Perfect. I think that's great. Um, let's um, tell listeners, uh, Jesse, uh, a little bit about your history with horses, how you got into horses, and as well how you got into barrel racing. Uh, I, I mean, I, I grew up with horses. My my parents had a pretty big cattle ranch out in Oregon, so I just grew up on a horse. Um, you know, junior rodeo, high school, the college rodeo at Cal Poly. Um, I went to the high school finals, college finals, all of that, and it just kept rolling into the next thing, the next thing. And um, I spent a lot of thirty horses. Uh, I kind of went that route for a while. That's how I ended up with cool with a horse that took me to the finals in 18. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a four-year-old dirty horse and he was, I think, I think he was seven years old the first, the first year he made the finals. Um, but so yeah, it's just something that's always, always been there for me. Yeah. And cool whip was such a cool horse. I absolutely loved his style and, um, I'm very sorry for your loss cause he was one of the great ones for sure. Oh, he, he definitely, definitely was that, yeah, once in a lifetime type versus friend. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. He was. Uh, Bailey, how about yourself? How did you get into horses and into barrel racing? Um, my mom grew up barrel racing and rodeo and like high school, college and all that. And then, um, but pretty much in the, pretty much before I could walk all of those years, um, my first time barrel racing, they would like lead me around the barrels, you know. And then when I was three years old, my mom would have people like each cow, you know. 
And I would run my pony in there and, like, go to one person I one. And I just turned her and I told my mom and breakfast, and if you go, I'm not going. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, if you go in there, I'm not going. And so, anyways, the Pee Wee class comes, and she said, okay, ready, and took off running. And I spun my pony around and said, I told her she went. I wasn't going. I took that pony back to the trailer. And so, ever since then, um, I kind of took off and then um, got better horses from there and, just have kind of climbed up from the ponies to the big horses and then um, my mom and that we mounted for a while and then my mom I bought goes into the working which then she met my stepdad and then he came into here and we got horses and then I started maternity horses and got the babies and that's how I got Boozer which is one of the horses that I rode on and Dash both because we wanted maternity horses and so yeah that's how I kind of got them and from there nice okay and while you're still chatting there bailey um tell us about your horses and where you got them and and how they're bred um so they both actually came from the Swifted day ranch um cody and luann johnson um breed horses there at Swifted day they also own eddie stinson which is boozer's dad um so boozer is by eddie stinson out of a pat cowan mare which is like the sun frost and then um, Dash is by Dash to Fame out of Itty Bitty Boo, which goes back to Flaming Talent. Awesome. That's great. We love to hear that. Everyone always is so curious how horses are bred. And uh, Jesse, how about your horse? Uh, where did you find this new one and how's he bred? Um, I, it, it, just, it was really lucky and random. Um, I had I sold a Dash to Fame mare. Um, and I called my, like, one of my very best friends, Kyle Jack, after I told her, I'm like, hey, I just, I have some I need to buy another one to flip, you know, like, to find me another trader type horse. And, um, he, he called me, he's like, I, I have this wood kid out of Signature Mare. Um, she's like, I lost it as a five and six year old, and it was a pretty cool horse. Um, I think you can make some money on it, I feel, but it's been turned out for, two and a half years um the the girl that had owned it reagan she had had two back surgeries uh one after another for two years straight that's why it was turned out and they anyway they just i don't know it's just kind of crazy that it all worked out i i picked them up and i mean from day one i'm like wow this is a cool horse like they just kept getting i mean it was so so chubby <laughs> so it took me a little bit to figure out just how cool he was but um yeah within within a month and i had sucked the weight off him and kind of got him in shape i i, I knew i had a, a hell of a lot more force underneath me than i think any of us knew oh absolutely watching but him at I'd the like qualifier it. wow thank you yeah thank you very much he, i said every, every run that i've had on it i just come out smiling because i, I you know, one of those things. It just wasn't supposed to be. It was just, it was just supposed to be. You know, I always buy and sell horses. It, it was just kind of supposed to be something else to to come up and make a little money on and make a good horse out of. But um, I, yeah, none of us, none of us had any idea kind of how great he really was. Yeah, and we're sure finding out, and I can't wait to watch him at Calgary. Um, yeah, he's got a really cool style. How would you describe his style for anyone that hasn't got to see him run yet? Um, like, he's probably one of the quickest 
religious and supportive. Uh, Ivy Conrado and I talked a couple times when I started person, and she's one of my good friends. I first started sending her videos, and I started kind of running him. I'm like, he reminds me so much of Titty. Like, they have that same just all-in gritty style, but so incredibly quick-footed in a turn. Yes. Oh, um, totally. So, yeah, if I had to describe what horse he reminds me of, it would be Titty. Yeah, I would agree. And Bailey, if if there's someone that's listening to my podcast that follows my page that hasn't watched one of the many videos I have shared of you at Pinoca, uh, how would you describe your horse's style? Um, I would say that Dash's style is basically like straight as a board. Um, he has like no bend to him at all. And he rides in one bridle and it's like this. 1975 
I know it's like it's been a lot easier on the horses. Yeah. Um, they fired a lot harder because they're not, they're not drained by the heat. Like where I live, it's like 105. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I definitely feel like that's helped them. You know, it took a lot of convincing to get me to come up here, but I'm really glad that I wasn't that hard headed and listened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with my decision to come up here. Good. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I, I guess you should be. Hey, um, Jesse, do you have any favorite Canadian restaurants that you've been to or that maybe Bailey should go to or anything that you saw maybe when you were rodeoing or any favorite Canadian rodeos that you had gone to in the past? Um, you know, really, I have not been to that many Canadian rodeos. Um, obviously, the keg at Calgary. I mean, that's a great restaurant. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, I don't. I wish I had more Canadian advice for you, but I have not been up there that much because, they, like, it's just kind of up and back for one here, you know. Yeah. You know, okay, Calgary. Um, I, like, I, I really am trying to think of, like, I can't even think of very many others that I've been to up there. Well, shoot, Bailey, we what about you? We were out in the same with the keg in Calgary for my birthday, and it was really good. Oh, good job. There you go. You're, you've already been. That's awesome. Have you been anywhere else that you've enjoyed so far? Um, the keg has definitely been my favorite. Um, it was just so good. And um, honestly, I like to go to Boston Pizza and get their like bread thing. It's like an appetizer. Yeah. But I don't like um, I don't like like red salt on my pizza. It's like bread and cheese, pretty much. <laughs> And so that's what it is. So I go there just to get that. It's so good. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Well, if you lived up here, you'd get sick of it eventually. But you know what? That's perfect. I'm glad you found a true Canadian uh, restaurant. And they're really good. Perfect. Good. Um, let's talk about maybe some quirks that your horses might have. Jesse, your horse is newer to you, but what quirks have you learned that he might have? Um. Everything is so new that it's kind of funny, but I, you know, it's just, I, obviously when I went to the qualifier and up there in itself, um, the first time he'd ever been in a hot fence, I mean, it was up there and like, I, I don't think that he would have eaten his hay if it was not 20 feet away from the wire, but <laughs> he just stood there in the center of this huge pen and like scared to death. <laughs> of the hot fence. Um, um, but no, I, I really don't know all of his quirks yet. He, he's he's really broke, so, like, nothing bothers him. You know, like, if he gets a little nervous, you you can just pick your hand up, and he, he just comes right back to you. That's awesome. I, like I said, I, I, haven't, I haven't found out anything that, that is kind of so odd yet. No. And um, how tall is he? Um, he's not, I mean, he's not very big. He's, I'm so bad about that kind of stuff. But, I mean, he's probably 15 hands. He's pretty heavy made. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the wood bridges are pretty thick. They're a lot um, heavier built, typically, than than the, like, dash of things that are a little more racy looking. Uh-huh. Oh, I figure that he might have been smaller, but I guess that's just because when he was turning, he just gets low and gets in there like I really like him I think he's a cool horse so I had to ask about how tall he was because I wasn't too sure Bailey what about you uh for your horse having quirks Bass pretty much has every quirk in the book um <laughs> if you put anything other than what he rides in be prepared to get butt off or flip the run 
funny so what made you then so if you hadn't hadn't run him in two years what made you decide to start running him this year um so my good mare like that I would like the two you throw titles on all that she has really bad lungs and so I was worried about bringing her up here and she got released like week before Memorial Day and so I was worried about bringing her up here. So I was like, I guess I'll take Dash, you know, and whatever. So I, you know, got him back in shape and took him to a bar race. And I didn't even take him around the barrel because I didn't have this one special bridle that he had to ride in. And so I was getting ready to go to a bar race that night. I tried to ride him that morning around the barrel, and he tried to fuck me off all morning. And I was like, what am I even doing? Like, we're just, what are we doing? And so anyways, my dad had to drive all the way down to this girl's house to get this bridle so that <laughs> I could even ride him at the gallery. And so we get it, and then it goes very, and I wouldn't have been like 2D on him, and it was like, okay, like, he'll be okay to go. I don't know how he'll handle a year, but it, it's the qualifier with the gallery, so I'll just take him up there because I have three horses entered, and I was worried about under his lungs. So yeah, that's how I ended up bringing him up here. Wow. Because my, I didn't want to bring my other mare up here and risk her 
like lungs not handling it well. Isn't that funny how that all worked out and now you're going to Calgary because of him? Yeah, like that, I mean, he's, him and Boozer would be close on his one more, but I mean, Boozer obviously had more time on the road than he has, but yeah, he, when I say he has shocked us off, like, it's totally unexpected. Everything he does is totally unexpected. Wow. It, it was not just a, I mean, I'm thankful for it, like, I'm not complaining, like, I hope they don't take it away, but like, it's really well. Really What's that? You are going to run him at Calgary, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Definitely afraid. <laughs> He's definitely afraid of water. I can't tell you the last time that he actually got a this. I mean, definitely afraid of water. Okay, well, as long as you have a horse at Calgary, there's a lot of rain. Like, you know it's raining in Alberta. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a red preacher, but the plan is, if it stays dry and everything's good, that's going to run. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yes, and then, Jesse, um, who are you going to bring up for a backup horse? My big black horse, uh, Eddie, he... Uh, if it's a huge, huge arena, huge run to the first, he is not great. <laughs> so I'm probably going to leave him at home. Um, my daughter, the horse that she, she's just been doing phenomenal at all the amateur rodeos and high school rodeos and all of that. So her horse is actually because of the high school rodeo. a lot of good. And, I mean, if it's muddy out, that, that mare is really hard to beat up here um, in Idaho. And so we looked at the schedule, and they're, they're really, there's not an amateur rodeo that she has entered in in full B. That was why it was really important that I got in full B. <laughs> Good. Um, so she will be who I take up there. Um, my daughter's going to come with me, too, so she can take care of her horse and all of that for me. But so yeah, if it if it's super muddy, I'm definitely gonna run her there, Birdie. And if the ground looks good, um, I'm gonna run my horse. That's awesome. I like that you have a plan, and I think that'll be really fun for your daughter and a really awesome experience for her. Yeah, she no, there. Yeah, she's definitely excited. Pretty happy. She's she's hoping for rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then she can say that her horse got to run there, and she'll just be so yeah. happy about it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Jesse, do you have any rodeo superstitions? Um, Are you a superstitious person or are you a little stitious? I mean, a little. You know, I've got, um, I mean, there's definitely some stuff that I've won a lot more in. Like, I have a set of polo wraps, and I know it sounds crazy, but, yeah, like, I, um, I mean, like, when I won the round at the NFR, I have those polo wraps on. (laughs) <laughs> just and I kind of save them for like super important things. Yes. And um, when I was up there at the Calgary qualifier, you know, come to short round, I took off the old ones and I put on. I'm like, oh, I'm going for the, the lucky <laughs> polos, and I put those polo wraps on and I ended up fourth. You know, like yeah, that like that's probably if I if I had anything to say that is like my go to when I'm craving a little luck it would be that set of polar wraps and i love the fact that we've got to run in them yeah you know, they're his and they still bring good luck 
That's awesome. I love that so much. Um, talking with Nancy and Skylar last night, Nancy told me that she has her one shirt and she knows how much money she has won in that shirt. And she knows when she, you know, needs that little bit of luck, she wears that shirt. So totally similar situation. You've got the polos or the wraps and, and she's got the shirt. I, I, like, I, I wish I could look. Yes, I totally wish I could look back and count the amount of money that has been won in that one set of polo wraps. I love it. Uh, Bailey, what about you? Do you have any superstitions with rodeo? Um, I can't have six braids in my horse's hair. It either has to be five or seven. And why is that? <laughs> can't have six braids. Um, so I was told that, like, I don't know, like six is like the number and it's just bad luck. The number six is just bad luck. And so I was told that and I have six braids on her hair, and I, like, cut my leg way up and, like, ran through the middle of the second barrel, and they're like, it's because you have six braids in your horse's hair. Oh, my gosh. And so ever since then, I'm like, I don't have six braids on her hair. I have to be five, or I have to be seven. Um, I can't, they can't have shavings in their tail. Okay. And I don't know why it bothers me. Like, if a horse has shavings in its tail, I just want to go pick it out. <laughs> like, it bothers me. Um, and then, if I, I'm really weird about my shirt, too, like, if I do that in a shirt, I will not wear it for months, years. Like, I will straight up hang it in my closet and not even look at it. You know, I'm really weird about, like, what I wear. Or, like, what did I have on my horse when I won this? And I will go put exactly that on and go run in it. That's You're going to be wearing the gold uh, Thunderbird brand uh, shirt then at, at Calgary? Yeah, so funny story about that shirt, actually. Last time I wore it, I did terrible, and that was like a year and a half ago. Oh, my goodness. And my mom told me when I put it on, she said, you're wearing that shirt? She's like, you told me you were never wearing that shirt again. I was like, I don't know. I'm just feeling it today. Perfect. And then I went in there and went both So it's really funny that you bring up the gold shirt because I haven't worn it like any year and a half. Oh, my gosh. That. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, so that's where the gold shirt came from. Perfect. Well, and Sydney is a friend of mine. I've had her on the podcast before, too, so I was happy to see her uh, wearing the brand. That was awesome. I think every shirt I have is flat hair. <laughs> <laughs> I have an addiction, and it's sunny That's awesome. That's <laughs> it's good. It's double rock. Between my shirts and my breast collars, that's probably if I had a weakness, it would be shirts and breast collars. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you, oh, it pays to look good sometimes. You know, you look good, you feel good, and you do good. You gotta dress for success. There you go. Exactly. Um, so what would be, Jesse? what is your go-to saddle, pad, bit, and sport boots oh. or wraps? Okay. Uh, my All my saddles are by Ruhide. Okay. Um, I started riding with Ruhide probably six years ago, like six or seven. I when they first kind of came out. I rode Ruhide tires for a long time. Uh, um, so I was, it was just such a comfortable, easy fit when it all, when they swapped over to making barrel saddles. Uh-huh. Um, my saddle pad, uh, I'm classic time, everything like I love their zone, um, the zone with the uh, suede top, that's kind of my go-to for everything, because it also stays clean, like nothing ever sticks to it, you know, yeah. never get those shavings that are annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah I, and i'm a polo wrap girl yeah uh, I, I always have been kind of one of those um so all my polos are by classic equine i love their uh dino turn no turn um bell boots 
I don't have a go-to bit. Like, if I ever need to top something up or make them come to me, uh, it's five different forms of a snaffle, it seems like. I'll never, rarely ever will you see me run a horse in a snaffle, but um, I, yeah, I have every version of severity to just a big old smooth snaffle, but um, that, that's typically my go-to to come back and, and work anything in. Yeah. Um, I think that was, I think that was all of it. Yeah, you covered them all. Yes, you did. Okay, and Bailey, what about you? Your uh, go-to saddle, pad, bit, and sport med boots? My go-to saddle is definitely my Brett Monroe or BM Signature Series. Um, and it's so comfortable to me. And it's just, you know, I just like the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my saddle pads are all five stars. Love them. My horses love them. Um... Like how I said, that I don't really have a go-to bit. Every single one of my horses are different. Um, Carrie Kelly and LNW and all them, they, I'm always ordering something different. Always like, can we do this? Can we do that? So um, I bug them a lot. But So, yeah, I definitely don't have a favorite bit. I kind of just adjust my horse. Or sometimes it's like I have a different feel. So what works on one might not work on the other, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's how I go about that. Um, my favorite sports medicine boots, I use Brandex Equine, so I've been with them since they started, um, and they're just great boots. And then, so Boozer is really weird about his back legs. He will not only put sports on them, he almost pulls on his back legs. For whatever reason, he's been that way since he was a three-year-old. I don't fight with him. I find it's just easier to do whatever. And... So I use polos on the back of him, and then Dash doesn't run with anything on the back because you're going to be really lucky if you get near his back end. So <laughs> he just, you know, <laughs> pretty literally on the back end. <laughs> hey, whatever works, you just you just stick with that. I think that's perfect. What would, um, yeah. Jesse, what would you say is something that you can't live without when you're on the road? Hmm. I mean, there's a handful of things, but... I mean, definitely just your, like, I'm sitting here thinking of horse stuff. I mean, just, like, all of my, like, you know, your bridles and, um, you know, your meds, all of that kind of stuff that is, like, my number one. I'm, like, everything out there, I always feel like I can buy when I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I don't really have some, like, superstitions of anything other than, like, I have to make sure that I... Yeah, those things that are, I've left a saddle before. I've left. I mean, I've everybody's left their their hat or shirt or you know any of that stuff. But but definitely, like I don't think I've ever left home without the wrong bridle. Or, I mean, without the correct bridle. Kate, that's perfect. Yep, that's definitely something you can't live without. Kate Bailey, how about you? Is there anything that you just can't live without on the road? Um, you know, I'm a person that like overpack and overplan for everything. <laughs> so taking one thing will be hard, but definitely I don't leave home without probably Vanamine on board because you never know what goes wrong. So Vanamine and Gastro Shield are like the first thing that goes in the trailer. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no sick horses. <laughs> We're all going to be feeling good. Um, you know, and then, oh, that's so hard. Oh, probably I, I don't leave home without making sure that I have water from my house because my horses like to be picky about their water. 
Um, so that's probably another thing that I don't leave home about is making sure that I have water from my house. Okay, that's And awesome. if I'm going somewhere to have water, to like, transition them. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. I don't know. There's so much that I couldn't live without on the road. <laughs> We'd be here all day if I named them. Because I'm that person that if it's to be asked, and, like, if it's, like, something emergency, I probably have it. Like, people come find me and, like, you got this? I'm like, I got it. Perfect. <laughs> so, okay, noted yeah, for anybody. Because I'm, I'm always person who my horses find a way to get themselves worth the biggest pickles all the time. <laughs> so I'm always overplaying. I'm like, okay, well, if we break a leg, we can handle it. <laughs> you do that, you know? You are ready for anything. That's awesome. It's good. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the Calgary Stampede Qualifier and your experience there and uh, what you thought of it. Jesse, you can go first. Um, I, I mean, I thought they did a great job. They just the uh, in NFL is, is that the the Danes? Yep. Yep. What's it called there? The money Dane Branch. Okay. Um, I'm like at ground in that arena. I, it was a phenomenal place to have it. I wish. It wouldn't have rained, yeah. You know, and it rained us out for the second day because, like, it's a great facility. Uh, and then when they moved it to is it, uh, Lindy, yes, correct. But at the same thing, though, like, I mean, it was almost like a shockingly great indoor facility. I've been to some facilities up there in in Canada and. Um, I'd never been to one that was in such a, a great indoor facility as that. Um, I I was impressed that they made the move to 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 move it that far away with such short notice. Yes. Um, for the second round, and it worked great. It, it was it was the right call. Like it, it wouldn't. Uh, you know, there was a, a lot of little backlash being like right there at first about like, well, they run in the mud at Calgary, but I'm like, it's 12 horses run in the mud at Calgary in one day. You know, yes. it's not 175 running in the mud. That it's not even comparable. And so, no, I I thought it I thought they did a great job producing all of it and found two great facilities to have it at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I there was absolutely no negative I had to any part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I I was really happy that we made that decision as well. I just think overall for everyone, you know, Danes was going to be having their rodeo that following weekend with everybody parked in the back and the amount of rain that we were all expecting and got. Um, there was only one tractor and how many rigs there. I don't know how long we would have been pulling people out of there. And, you know, exactly like you said, it's 12 runs at Calgary, not 170 some girls. It's completely different. So I'm, I'm really happy that, uh, you have, you share the same opinion as me of of being happy that they moved it I do believe it was the right call 100% so that's awesome yeah I I do not believe that there's one person that was entered that did not think they made the right call by moving it I I think it was just outsiders that were not actually competing that would have ever said something negative about moving it yeah I absolutely agree uh, Bailey, how about you? How was uh, what did you think of the Calgary Stampede qualifier and your experience there? I was so happy when I heard about the move um, because of the rain. I don't 
but I don't really have like a letter other than preachers. So I was so happy and I was really impressed like with the committee and everything deciding to move it, especially like that far and everything. So yeah, I have zero complaints. That was awesome and I'm very thankful that it was moved and you know, to safer conditions and you know, just gave everyone a fair chance, you know, that might not have a letter or that might not be prepared for those conditions, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially the whole getting hug part, yeah, our track 100% would have got stuck and we're, you know, pulling it out because there's nothing to attach to. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm definitely thankful for that. And, like, everyone was just, like, so nice. And the ground at Rimby was awesome. I really liked it. So I was very thankful for the move and everyone there was just awesome. And I think it was a well-rated event, especially considering what happened and how much had to be done in a short period of time. Well, yeah. Man, awesome. yeah, the the organizers of the event were fantastic, are fantastic. Again, shout out to Tony Dixon for that and all the efforts she puts into it. And uh, including even having a Calgary Stampede qualifier, I think that it is, you know, such a, a great opportunity for barrel racers, you know, that might not get into Calgary through the other ways, you know, being the top in the WPRA, being the top in Canada and, and all the other various routes. This gives people that opportunity to do it and uh, I'm I'm really happy that you guys got to be part of it and now you're headed to Calgary that's very exciting yes I was so thankful for that especially like because like being a rookie like there's no possible way that you can get in you know yeah so having that that qualifier definitely like gave me an opportunity um that you know I'm always going to be able to say I get to go to Calgary my rookie year <laughs> yeah so I think that's pretty cool so I'm thankful for that opportunity and the qualifier that gave me that. Yeah, I completely agree with Baby. Like giving those opportunities to like to a rookie and then like the complete different aspects like me, um absolutely not a rookie and then but having something, you know, so so terrible as losing my good horse last fall yeah. and it drops you out of of any of those opportunities and then yeah, to have that that chance to come back, and I, I thought it was—I think it's a great idea. I do too. I I'm I'm a big supporter of it, of course, um, and of course I'm very happy that I get to announce it and be part of it that way too. But I just love um, seeing the result of it and knowing, like, at the end of all of this four people get to go to Calgary and that's a big deal and it's life-changing that event is life-changing right like so much money gets counted towards the standings and and it's just a big deal and I know Jesse you've been there before and you can probably speak to kind of what Calgary is like but from what I've ever heard I've never obviously competed there but from what I've always heard they treat the contestants really well you they make sure that you know everything's good for you you're comfortable and happy um yeah, maybe, you know, maybe tell Bailey a little bit of kind of absolutely, what to expect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bailey, whenever I've been interviewed for the last five years and they have, you know, favorite rodeo, hands down, Calgary, number one, every time. Like, it, it's amazing how good they treat all our contestants. Um, the money, obviously. But it's just the um, the atmosphere while you're there, and you're and also you're there in one place for for so many days in a row, and it, it's enjoyable. You're not just jumping back in your truck and headed to the next one. Like 
it's such a great experience to be at the same place that many days where they completely cater and take care of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to get to experience that and go and everything. I'm definitely, like, so excited because I've heard nothing but great things. Bailey, what are you most looking forward to uh, at the Calgary Stampede? Okay, so, you know, I'm a big dreamer and I have big goals. Um, I read in the thing that if you went around, you get to take a victory lap. Yes. I never got to take a victory lap. So... That is my goal. I'm going to dream big for a minute and pray that I can take a victory lap. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, fingers crossed it goes that way. I would love that for you. <laughs> that would be great. And for you too, of course, Jesse. I want, this is my problem. I've, I'm a bleeding oh, heart hey. almost, you know. I want everybody to do good, but there's only so many rounds. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse, what are you looking uh, forward to the most going back to Calgary? Uh, but having my girls there with me this year and having, you know, having my daughter's horse with me as part of it, uh, I, I just, the whole experience, um, both my kids rodeo and they crave it and they love it. And when they, you know, when I got to call them and tell them that I get so good, <laughs> but kind of funny, so went the last time that I was at Calgary, they were at the airport uh, flying up. And their passports were expired. So it was like a really, really bad mom move. <laughs> so they didn't get to come up to the last card in the short. I made the short round that year. And they were flying up to the short round at the airport and said, no, you can't come. So we made sure we are fully vaccinated. We've got their passports, all of that. So they actually come this year. Good, and now you have to make the short go so they can go to the short go on Sunday, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, my gosh. What are the chances of that happening? Um, what pools are you in? Um, Jesse, are you, which pool are you, A or B? I, I am pool B. That's why, that's why Bailey and I are both going to get victory laps. Yes. Okay. She's perfect. Pool She's pool A. Okay. Good. So <laughs> that that is perfect. Um, okay. Let's talk about um, sponsors, um, ladies. If you have any sponsors or people that you would like to talk about or thank or anything like that, uh, now's the time. I'll uh, Bailey, you go ahead. Um, so first and foremost, of course, like always, I want to thank my parents because they have supported me through it all, you know, um, especially this year, and it's been so cool to have them down the road with me, because I couldn't imagine me in a country by myself, because me, I'm not, I have no sense of direction whatsoever, <laughs> so I would probably be driving around Canada, like, with a little dumb blind, like, where do I go next, you know, <laughs> so it's been so amazing to have them to come with me this summer, and you know, and they're always like thrown in a helping hand from setting pins to driving all night to help me take care of the horses. Um, so I'm just so beyond thankful for that because, and definitely like the financial aspect, they've supported me unconditionally financially this year. Because um, getting started and running was hard to like get started in. And listen, I didn't win five hundred dollars for the first six months, and I was like, I can't believe we're still going with this, you know. <laughs> I felt so terrible. I was like, we're still doing this? And they were always, like, in my corner, like, yeah, you're you're going to do it. You're going to make it. Like, we're going all the way. Like, we're all in. And so 
definitely without their like encouragement and support, I would have definitely been like, okay, maybe Rhodey is not for me. I'm going to go back to the baby. Um, so I have so much to thank for it. Like I'm part of the selection because of that. Like their support is just unmatched, and especially this year, like keeping me my head on straight and like getting me from point A to point B is just awesome you know and not many people get to do it with their parents and so i'm very thankful for that to be able to spend that time with them and have that with them so that's first that i want to think and then of course you have all the amazing vets at outlaw who dedicate so much time and i mean it's like my second home and they still live there my horses love to live there you know <laughs> so they have dedicated so much time into you know taking care of my horses making sure that everything was good and getting me on the road, answering the phone. It doesn't matter if it's 1 a.m. Dr. Harvey is there to answer the phone, answer any question I have, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that. Um, then I have Renovo, who has been so supportive this year and has definitely worked miracles on two of my horses now. You know, without them, we probably wouldn't be running. Um, so I'm thankful for that. These kind of essentials, of course, um, came from, from not being sore and all of that. And then delicious horse treats, they seem happy. <laughs> I can always bribe my horse with treats, and so they're like, okay, I'll do this. <laughs> and then Equilus, uh, that's been huge up here because of the climate change and everything. Um, I've been able to keep them nebulized and make sure, you know, we don't get shipping fever, cold, or anything. Um, Dalva Rock, of course, they keep me shining in and out of the arena. I'm always got some kind of bling on. Um, and then Kimmy's Cocktail is the supplement I feed, and they keep my horses looking good. Um, Brand X, of course, is the boots I use keep my horses protected, their legs. And then Pink Lane Western Wear, they keep my jeans, my hats, my boots all good. And then, last but not least, um, Casey's and Horseshoe School, Jarvis Beth is my carrier, and you know, if they no foot, no horse, that's so true. Because without him taking his time, very true it's very true that is quite the list of support and i love to hear it that is wonderful jesse how about yourself definitely would like to thank my parents i mean they're the ones that um got me started in all of this they're obviously the ones that bought me all my first horses my mom and i we still my mom and dad and i still we still do horse deals together um and like they're they are my backbone completely and then my daughters now they're they're 100% all in this rodeo and this lifestyle and all of that so I I love and the fun part like I enter myself and then I get to enter some of all the amateur rodeos and the playgrounds and rug and all that so Kind of like manage the festival. It's been pretty fun, um, but then definitely my sponsors. Uh, they they stuck with me through all of it. You know, the good, the bad, everything, and um, like you know, platinum performance. They're a huge part of my seed program. Between platinum and nutria and their grain, uh, I I love the way my horses look all year all year round. Um, classic equine. They're they're been with me for probably five or six years now. Um, all their boots, their pads. Um, I I love their products. It's a great company. Um, I'm Kind Ranch, like jeans, shirts, all of that. They're awesome. 
realized, like I mentioned earlier, that those are my go-to skills. They, they build them for my horse's back. Um, and then I, I will start legging it on the hat. I, I love the hat. It made a lot of skills for me. And Sanagni and Boots, um, I just started with them this year. And they, they've got a really cool style of boots. And that would be it. But I'm, I love, I love the, the company and the support that, I, that I'm with right now. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Good. All the support you both have. That's awesome. I think you guys are always um, set up really well and ready for success. It always takes a team, I think, or a village, as some would say, um, to be as successful as both of you have been or are. And um, so that's really great. And I, I like being able to have a spot in the podcast where people can thank their sponsors because I do think it's really important uh, that sponsors do get thanked publicly, you know, more than just a Facebook post. Yeah, definitely appreciate you giving us that chance. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, a question that kind of came into my head. So right now on my podcast, I have a rookie and a veteran. Jesse, do you have like any words of wisdom or advice or anything that you could pass on to Bailey? Well, I I love like I met Bailey's parents when we were up there in, in Canada. I love that she's ready to with her parents. Yeah. Like I, I think that that is one of the best things you can do when you're a rookie and have that emotional support behind you because there are gonna be highs and lows and when you're as young as you are, the highs and lows are so much uh, bigger that, you know, the older you get, you, they mellow out. <laughs> and so I, I was super thankful for you, and I, I know you're going to have great, great success all year, uh, without a doubt. And a huge part of that is just knowing that your family is right there with you. I am just going to cut in here and forewarn you that the audio at this point does kind of um, cut out and not sound as good as the audio throughout the rest of the podcast. Uh, just, just giving you a heads up so you know I am very aware of it. Not sure what was going on with the phone call, but I just wanted to make the listeners aware. Yes, for sure. Um, that's one thing that I was thankful for is having them because like the highs and lows of rodeo I didn't even realize could be so high and so low. <laughs> you know, because babies kind of get in the middle. I promise. <laughs> I like get out there to a rodeo. I can go to a rodeo and then like a thousand horse rodeo. I can go to a rodeo and not even want to see one and watch one not doing. Like, I can't even pull a check, you know? <laughs> it's a, it's a First six months, I struggled. Like, I was just Legitimate version of a rookie. I did every rookie mistake in the book. From entering, running, to different setups, to choosing the wrong horse. I don't think I chose the horse for the first six months. <laughs> it was, it was rough. <laughs> but yeah, I was behind me saying, okay, come on, taking you up. Let's keep going. On to the next one. Every time I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think you're just sitting at home. Like, no, you're not at home. Let's go again. We're going to the next. So, no. yeah, that's definitely been a big help because I was just like, you know what? We're going to try again next year. And I'm going to mess that out. And I'm glad. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have. I would have just like, no, not for me, you know? 
Well, I'm really glad that you've got your parents and such supportive people in your corner, Bailey. That's awesome. Um, get Ladies, is there anything else that you would uh, like to chat about here today? Or uh, do you think you're good to go and ready for Calgary? I think we're good to go. Okay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Awesome. Like... <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this podcast today. I really appreciate it and wish you both the best of luck and um, go fast and have so much fun at Calgary. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much.